0: welcome to the Sally Allen podcast. As you know, this podcast is a a platform for people to come and share their stories of resilience. And today I'm really excited. Actually, it's my first time having two people, a couple of my podcasts, and I'm super excited to have them. We have Mo and Aaron Hoffman. And um, Mo is a spiritual director and a Program manage, manager? Did Project I get that? Project manager. Would pra- oh, you see? I, I know, I know, I probably won't get it right. Project manager. I should really let you guys introduce yourself. <laughs> but Aaron is a pastor, songwriter, and business and life coach. And and you know, they've been married for twenty one years. They have two children, Maddie and Austin. They're eighteen and sixteen. But well, boy, has they, they've had such a ride the past twenty one years. But I am really excited to hear how this ride started, because I know it was pretty amazing. Aaron tried to run away, and got brought him back. So tell us about that.
1: Yeah, no, I just, I did not grow up in the church at all. I was the last person that anybody uh, in my high school would ever think would step foot into a church, and I remember uh, these kids kept asking me to come, you gotta come, I'm like, I'm not going to your church, said some few other choice words, but, uh, but the pastor had challenged uh, these kids at this youth group, hey, who's the one kid that would never come to church? They said, oh, that's Aaron. And they said, why don't we just start praying for him? And within three months, I had, a, I had a broken hand, rolled ankle, two concussions, and mono, and then ended up walking into the church because I couldn't play hockey anymore. Oh. And uh, heard a story that I had never heard before about this guy Jesus, gave my life to Christ. And so then, you know, started to kind of live my life as a believer in Jesus. And after about a year, I, all my friends went off to college, and I kind of was stuck in this hometown, Vancouver, Washington, and started kind of like heading back into my kind of my old ways, my old life, and um, kind of questioning whether God was real or not, got to the place where I was like, I think I'm going to walk away from the church. And I told my pastor, I said, hey, I I just don't think God's real. And he goes, well, before you walk away from the church, I want you to pray every day for the next 30 days. God will show you that he's real. And if he doesn't, you can walk away from him forever. And I was like, okay. But I was literally getting on an airplane that next day to fly down to Mexico with my family to go on a, a vacation with my aunt, uncle, sister, and cousin. And And so I would pray every time I get on an airplane. I'm like touching the plane. God, please don't bring this plane down. (laughs) And so I said, uh, God, if you're real, show me, because I'm going to walk away from you if you don't. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of where my story started before her and I met. What what about you?
2: Me? So I also didn't grow up in a Christian home as well. And so um, my story of, of how I found Jesus is through College and getting hurt. I played division one soccer and um I needed Jesus in that moment. But going on a plane with friends that um were my college buddies that uh, just wanted to have a good time and I did too. But I was I wanted it to be different. I, I wanted to have want a good it, time um, too. I you wanted, know what I'm saying? We both wanted <laughs> good times, yeah. Um but I wanted something different, and so we got my friend asked me to go to Mexico as well. And so I get on this plane. I'm like, what's going to be different about it? I go down. We have something to eat at the local whatever bar. And I was nervous. I was nervous about what this was going to look like. What, it, am I going to fall back to old ways? I didn't want to do that. That addiction of, you know, that lifestyle. I just didn't want to live that anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I get up on this parasail. And I wanted to get away from the scene. So I get on this parasail and I get pulled up further and further up and up, 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 up. And I felt like God was saying to me, you're afraid of that little dot mm. in that space of those people and what they think of you or what they don't think of you or what you're afraid of that. All right, look how much bigger I am. Look at what I control. Look at this ocean, the jungle, whatever. There's nothing for you to be afraid of. Just be you and go down there and enjoy your time. And you don't have to Live the life that you did before. You can enjoy it with these friends. So I go down and I'm super excited, and I get down there, and I we had the best time. So we go that night to this bar.
1: But right the day before that, so <laughs> I fly into Mexico, and my plan was like, I'm whatever happens. If I end up in jail in Mexico, I'm like, I'm down for it. Whatever. It's <laughs> like I'm he telling was... you, I'm I'm gonna just keep it PG. But like I was like. <laughs> Making a hard, yeah. hard right. You're ready to go hard so, right.
0: So, so you you weren't following that 31 day challenge.
1: No, 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 I was. Mm. Yeah. But I was just being authentic in who I was at that point. So oh, I was okay, going to okay. pray it. Like, okay, I'm going to pray. God, show me that you're real. But my plan going down here is this. Uh-huh. And it was like whoever I end up, whatever hotel up, you know, where whatever happens, happens is basically the whole point. So um, we end up at this place called Kalua's. and we walk in. It's my family, and like, and so we're all sitting there, and it's like two for one happy hour mm-hmm. and this guy Scott has, was sitting next to us we met this guy and he was like this really cool nice guy he's from Colorado he's like hey this was this was blat we let's do this tomorrow here's my room number call me we i all go out tomorrow <laughs> I was like cool and so the next day at about ten thirty, 30 I or, you know next day, I don't remember what time it was but I call him like he goes meet me tonight at the zoo bar at 10 I was like mm-hmm. okay so I'm 19 I hop in a cab just like you know tank top Super tan, white, bleached white hair. I go down to this club. I walk in. He's sitting here. I sit down, and start talking to him, and like in my mind, I'm like half, you know, intoxicated. And I'm like, "You're here to meet as many girls as you can." And so, I said, "Hey, Scott." Oh, I, no, so I start turning around, I start talking to these four girls. Where are you guys from? They're from Chicago. I said, "Oh, that's really cool." Again, I'm telling myself, "You're here to meet as many girls as you can." I said, "Scott, talk to this girl. I got to go to the restroom." So I get up and I leave, and then.
2: I gave my, a fake name because any good girl would not give a real name. (laughs) This, this kid turns around and starts talking to us. And I was like, what is going on? And so, um, I gave a fake name and he introduced me to a friend and I went over and started talking. It was great conversation. This guy quickly knew there was something different about me. And I think the difference was like, I had limits. I had boundaries. I wasn't going to go back to the old life that I had. Right? You weren't going
1: to let him pour tequila in your throat and no, shake your head? No, I wasn't. Blowing the whistle? <laughs> no, we
2: weren't doing that. Um, dancing on the table. Dancing on, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I'll dance on the tables. That's, you what? <laughs> that was fun. I totally would dance yeah, 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 on the yeah. table. So anyway, so he. I had this great conversation. He was, he was fine. He noticed there was something different about me. And um, two drink limit. We can have a good time. Let's go out and dance on the dance floor. And he was like, hey, I feel like do you go to an evangelical, biblically-based church? And I was like, yeah, I kind of do. And that was like, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> for this guy. But I got oh on the dance floor and started dancing and I, and I turned and then all of a sudden this dude.
1: But I'm So then I'm up in this like <laughs> VIP section. I had met a professional hockey player, which was uh-huh. the coolest thing in the world for me because uh-huh. I played hockey. And so I'm looking down and I'm like smoking a cigar, have the champagne and I'm like talking to this guy and I'm, I'm like, my insecurities and who I was at that point. I'm looking out at the girl out there, and I know that if I walk up, she'll talk to me because I just got done talking to her. Uh-huh. But I was like, "Bro, see that girl? Maybe I could walk up and she'll start talking to me immediately." And he was like, "No way, dude." And I was like, "Watch." And that was the, literally the last time I talked to that guy. So I go down onto the dance floor. We start dancing with her, and uh, I said, "Hey, let's grab a drink." So we walk over. You know, in Mexico, I was legal. Okay, it was 19. I was, uh-huh. I was 18. You can drink there. So anyway, so we sit down. We get a drink, and I said, this is a really weird question in a bar, but have you ever heard of Willow Creek Community Church in Chicago? And she goes, that's my church. And I was like, what? She goes, yeah. She goes, you're a Christian? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, you smoke? And I was like,
2: <laughs> not anymore. No,
1: uh-uh. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with whatever. If you smoke, it's fine. It's <laughs> I just My point was, <laughs> we I was running. like, not anymore, I don't. And so, so she goes, well, hold on a second, but do you serve at a church? And I was like, yeah, I serve in the student ministry. She goes, I serve in student ministries. And I was like, and then it clicked. I was like, I'm, wait, hold on. I'm supposed to be in Chicago at that church right now mm-hmm. at a student ministry conference. But because I had walked away from the church, I came down here with my family. And I mean, it all just kind of started clicking for me. Yeah. And so I was supposed to be there. And she goes, I was supposed to be serving at that conference that you're supposed to be at right now.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm.
1: And so for me, I had to like back up and go, like kind of tell my story of where I was and how kind of I started mm-hmm. walking away from the Lord, just kind of feeling like, I don't know, I just don't feel like he's real. I don't hear him, da 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 and, uh And so I was praying, God, um, show me that you're real or I'm going to walk away from you. Mm-hmm. And then and
2: I was praying, Lord, just keep me, like, keep me safe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I would rather go, it would be easier for me to go, back into the same old ways and right. boundaries that kept me going like that, what's insanity?
1: Mm-hmm, <laughs> Not
2: that, for me personally, it was insanity. Right. I needed, I wanted something different for my next season of life. I was, okay, I was 24, Aaron was 19.
1: I had just yeah. grabbed. Grown- uh, he just graduated, just graduated high school. He
2: just went to prom, and <laughs> she, I graduated. She just
1: got her career,
2: <laughs> and I'm in my career. And
1: dude, in my mind, I'm like, "This is freaking awesome." Yeah.
2: And, and in my mind, I was like, "What the heck is going on?" I never talked to anyone who's younger than me, or that right. is in like, the club.
1: It's like, mm-ts, mm-ts, yes, mm-ts. I'm like, "You now me right no. around, baby,
2: right?" Okay, that wasn't the song, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> what was the song? I don't, I don't it know.
1: Turn around. Okay,
2: <laughs> she said that. <laughs> one We're not singing no. anyway. So he, I just knew like what was going to keep me, that kept me talking to this guy, mm-hmm. was that he was authentic, he was mm-hmm. real, he um, shared some, he was vulnerable, mm-hmm. he allowed me to just walk with him and talk with him about what where he was in his life, and I and I was like that is so refreshing because everyone's just wants to throw their identity of this, like a mate, you know, I was 24. So everyone's like their career, all this stuff. And, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be impressive. But was it, what was impressive to me was that this guy was just searching like to just be who God wanted him to be, you yeah. know?
1: Yeah. And I was, and, and for me, it like, it was when she said, yeah, I'm from Willow Creek. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be there right now. And she's like, I'm supposed to be there right now too. But these girls called me a couple of days ago and asked me to come here. And it just started clicking Mm-hmm. where I was like, God is in the details. Yeah. The smallest details of our lives, even when we don't see it, that he's working, that he's gone before us, that he's orchestrating these things, putting these pieces together. And it's like, at some point, I hope to make a movie about this because it's literally insane. But you just kind of see these two lives coming together that have no idea that they're going to meet.
2: Yeah, because I'm yeah. from the Midwest. I'm from Illinois. <laughs> yeah, and I'm mm-hmm. from
1: Washington State. And, and so... The
2: likelihood Yeah, so all. like
1: I... So, but like, I meet Scott the night before... Out of all the places that we go, we go to this one place, sit in, the, in that one section, and that guy, there's some guy named Scott who like says, here's my room number, call me tomorrow, let's all hang out. We call him. He says, meet tonight at this place at 1030. Mm-hmm. My family stays home. I get in the cab. I walk in. The only seat that was available was where I sat. Mm-hmm. Could have turned around and talked to these people, but I turned talked to the girls that were behind me. Yeah. And out of the one that I talked to was closest to me, it was like, what are the odds of all these things happening, like the if you were like mathematically try to figure out the equation, it's impossible for those things to happen without somebody orchestrating it. Extreme. And so it was way yeah. for God to show me that He's real, and I just happened to get the girl in my dreams.
0: Awesome, mm. uh, that's such a blessing to hear um, and to realize it, Aaron, right in the midst of it when it was happening. Sometimes realization comes later, but it's all clicking to you right there. God's like, because totally. you did try to run away from it, and you just couldn't. He's like. You were meant to meet this girl. Yeah. So fast forward, you guys met, you got married, Mm -hmm. and uh, then what? Live happily ever after. So the crazy I wish that would have been. But when we moved when we
1: first came down here to visit, we were like we had just got married, we're sitting at a church in town, and we're Uh and this guy gets up and he I remember he had sandals with socks on that would not just thought that was weird. (laughs) Very very northwest. And um but he gets up and he goes, Hey, he goes, This is he was like doing the announcements. Uh And he goes, you know, this isn't the this, we're not this type of church. And Mo and I had just had a conversation like, well, this is nice. Maybe we should move to Vegas. I think <laughs> this is really nice here. It's a cool church. And um, he says, I feel like there's like a newly married couple in here that they're questioning whether they're supposed to move to Las Vegas or not. And I just want you to know, if you're newly married and you're considering moving to Vegas, mm-hmm. God wants you to know that you're supposed to move to Vegas. And we look at each other and we're like, okay. We're and we to went Vegas. back home. We packed our stuff. Drove to Vegas. Well, we got married first, mm-hmm. right? And yep. then, um, so anyway, so we're married. Mm-hmm. Where do you want, where, where do we go from here, Mo? I
2: don't know. I'm just thinking of. We were talking about this. Just 21 years. What so do you experience? Years, right? Yeah, yeah. It hasn't been. Most of it has been, in most people's eyes, a traumatic mess. <laughs> yeah. In 20 um, moves. 20 moves. 20 moves in, in 21, 21 years. Moves. Yeah. A couple different states um i mean i go miscarriages losing homes
1: yeah we we were in a we were in a, we bought a we bought our first house here and we were like oh let's start buying and selling houses and make a bunch of money made a bunch of money on the first house bought the second house and uh really got to the place where we we're like man we just feel like we're supposed to get out of vegas and Um, within the, the house market started crashing in 2007, Mm -hmm. met with a realtor. And he says, if you sell your house today, you'll have to pay $11,000. We're like, what? And so that was like December 11th, December 24th, Christmas, no, it's Christmas morning, 2am, a a car runs through our backyard at a hundred miles an hour. And the guy dies in our backyard.
0: Oh my God.
1: House was boarded up for four months. And like, I mean, just in the most insane traumatic thing that you can Mm -hmm. experience, not like a plane crash. Mm-hmm. And um, couldn't move because the house was all a mess. So during the house being boarded up, it had dropped like $70,000 in value. Mm-hmm. And basically, we walk away from it. And we move up to Running Springs, California, to this I camp, camp. Mm-hmm. that she was the program director for mm-hmm. up there.
2: Mm-hmm. But I, we were talking about this list, right, when we were coming to know that we were going to come see you. And we're like, most people's marriages don't survive those things. It's yeah. just right. easier to walk away because it's so hard. The mm-hmm. heartbreak is so real. The um, the trauma that you experience with each other is just like no, we, you can't even console each other. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but the one thing, just like when we met, God was in the details, mm-hmm. and He took those moments that were so hard and horrific. Um, I mean, our daughter had a, we were in a head-on collision. I've had cancer. I mean, just different things, right? And He has um. Uh, stayed in the details and, and grew our faith. We had to come, we had to do those like come to Jesus moments each time to say, no matter what, God, you're still good. No matter what, you still have a plan for our life.
1: I mean, like literally just, just, and I think that he does this in everybody's lives. I just wonder if sometimes we don't see it. Yeah. Right. Like the, like where he shows up yeah. and you're like, oh, wow, that was, that's fascinating that that took place and this just took place. Like she just said, the car accident. Um, well, we're in the mountains and she has our only car nobody else is at the camp that day and so I'm home she's like hey I'm heading home right now it's a two lane mountain road she's like I'm heading home be home in like five minutes and then randomly out of the blue seat a car pulls up into the camp and it was a friend of mine that I hadn't seen in like four years he had never even been there before he just knew that we worked there so he pulls up and I'm like what are you doing here he's like oh man we're just out for the day just driving around He's like, they're from Orange County. It's like a two-hour drive. I was like, oh, that's cool. It's like, you want to stay for dinner? He's like, yeah. I said, Mo's going to be home in a few minutes. We have a babysitter coming. We're going to go get sushi. You should come with us. And he's like, great. And then eight, 20 minutes go by, and she's not home yet. And then I get a phone call. This lady's like, hey, your wife's been in a head-on collision. You need to get down here now. And I was like, hey, Devin, I need you to take, I don't have a car. Can you take me down to my wife's Mm -hmm. car accident right now? If he wasn't there, I wouldn't be able to get to them we get in the car we're driving down there pull up to the scene I get out of the car and the car's completely mangled but before I got there I called the lady I said I need you to tell me what I'm going to see when I get down there yeah. I'm like mentally processing this she goes your daughter's complaining about her stomach your wife's fine your son's okay I was like okay what about the other guy and she's like I don't think he made it and so we get down there I get out of the car the police officer says um he goes I don't go to church he said I don't understand this He goes, but the fact that you're walking up here right now and your wife's alive, it's a miracle.
0: Well, can I ask you, like, you know, and we've talked about you guys coming on the podcast and Mm -hmm. you've gone through so much. Like, it's so traumatic. We'll need, like, hours to go through it. But what were the lessons in that? Because we know, as Scripture says, God works all things together for good. So Mm -hmm. what are some of the lessons, what are some of the things that came out of that that increased your faith and say, like, oh, God, we know you are present, you are here. What are some of the things that came out?
2: What do you think, Aaron?
1: I think that um, what I always go back to is when I'm like struggling with those kinds of things where I'm like, okay, God, where are you at in the midst of this? Like, Mm -hmm. so when I'm walking up to that car accident, I'm going, I've learned to come to the place where I go, okay, God, where, what are you doing right here Mm -hmm. in the midst of this? Like, I can't do anything for my wife or my kids right now. Only thing I can do is go pick up my son. And so I'm just like asking, like, what are you doing in the midst of this? And so just trying to be um, aware of what's happening around me. Um, also, I think um, the big one from that, that I feel like that we've learned from the from the car accident piece was when we had to send Maddie off to surgery and we really thought, like, she wasn't going to make it through surgery. And so yeah. we're... And so we remember sitting by her side and they're like, we're going to take her into surgery and give her this medication. If she, Mm -hmm. it's going to either knock her out or it's going to make her turn into a monster. It turned her into a monster. Mm -hmm. So the last thing that we saw was her being wheeled off, screaming and, you know, and, and we're going, you know, just falling apart. Mm -hmm. But right there, we just kind of both said, okay, God, like if, what are we going to do? Like walk away from you because we're angry Mm -hmm. and just try to do this by ourselves Or are we going to follow you? And we both just kind of committed there, just said, no matter what, whether you take our daughter from us today or you give her back to us, we will follow you.
2: Mm -hmm. I know for that moment, I remember before she was wheeled away, my preparation to come down, Aaron called me six in the morning and he was like, hey, you need to come down. The doctors are looking for you, for for me. We have to sign off. Maddie is internally bleeding and she doesn't have the surgery. She's going to die. And um, my friends that were taking care of was, was settling me in for the day. And I get this phone call, and Aaron's telling me this. And I l- took the phone off my ear, and I just said, I can't hear a word Aaron's saying. Could someone please hear what – I don't know what he's saying. Could someone – and then I wailed like any mother would yeah. for their child. She was four years old. It was like, "Lord, you're going to take my four like, – the, 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 let's be real. Yeah. I was angry. It was unfair. It wasn't supposed to happen this way. Um, it was my fault because I was driving. Like, I was going through all the feels of it. And I was wailing like, and yelling at, at God. And then, literally, I had a friend just like straddle me and like, hit, you know, like, wake up. Like, you got to go down. Your daughter needs you to go down right now. We got to get down there. And all of a sudden, in that moment, I felt like God just said, she's my daughter too. Mm. And, and I realized, like, I had a choice. I could live my life being angry, resentful, all those things. Or I can say, oh, you know how I feel then, God. Yeah. And um, because you know how I feel, um, I'm going to change my, my perspective. attitude, perspective to say, I don't want to live in this anger, bitter state. It's that's too hard. It's too much energy. But I'm gonna say thank you. I'm gonna change my st- to gratitude. Mm-hmm. I was I, I was going down that mountain saying, God, thank you for four years of her life. Thank mm-hmm. you that you let me be her mom for four years. When I see her, like just let her know that I love her. Sorry, it's been it's so long, good. and I'm so emotional about it. Um, but I think that taught me that God's in control no matter what. Mm-hmm. And he's good no matter what. Even though that, that doesn't make sense and the unknown and uncertainty is so real and it's so heavy and it's easier to rely on my my own self, but knowing that someone in the details, even from when we, we met, mm-hmm. is still here with us, even when it's tragic and it's hard and it's unfair and it sucks mm-hmm. and I don't like it, Um that he's still in control and can make something good out of something horrific. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. I have to say like, you guys are strong in your faith because that paradigm shift right there at the hospital to mm-hmm. say, Lord, you giveth and you taketh, but yeah. blessed be the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just amazing and it's so inspiring and Mo mm-hmm. and I know we're close to dads too, but as a mom, like just, yeah. just come into that conclusion, like, okay, that's my daughter, too. Um, and, and, and to receive that, because most people in that place of anger won't receive that. So uh, I find that to be very, very inspiring. So Maddie's doing okay now? Oh my
1: she's heading, to, we're going to drop her off at college up at Westmont yeah. College. Oh, thank God. She's oh going to be a yeah. freshman this year.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, right after her accident, the doctors were like, how is this girl, like, She's 20% of her pancreas and she's like this massive athlete, this amazing, no,
1: no food issues, no no shots, no no.
2: total miracle, complete miracle. And so we definitely celebrate every moment that we get with her. We celebrate every moment that she is out there doing her thing. Um, Yeah, it's been
0: fun. We're grateful. And now it's time for her to go. (laughs) It's time for you to go, right? But as as Christians do, right? (laughs) There's also, I I know you had your shift there and you're Mm -hmm. like, Lord, yes, whatever. But but tell me, does, you know, what else have shaken your faith? Like over the years, I know, Mo, you Mm. had cancer. Was your faith shaken again? Or or do you say steady Eddie, like for anybody who's listening? How do we encourage them?
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Oh, gosh. I mean, you stay in the moment of whatever comes your way. I mean, after her accident, I think we had two miscarriages. Mm-hmm. I've definitely went down the road of depression mm-hmm. that just locked me in. in and I, I think just even recently that I've been able to be free from all that heaviness of, of that. And, and the cancer. I think this last one, because it's just been a year, is the most recent. Um, I mean, Austin had issues, head injuries. All these different things. i mean our kids just kept getting things happening <laughs> financial actually, crashes actually, yeah. happening all over us moving job to job every three four years it's just like lord i can't handle. i mean i literally i think i would be pleading like throwing tantrums lord i can't do this again like you're why why and then i then i think then i stopped myself and then said because we'll be obedient and faithful mm-hmm. to you and and you're asking us to go and um, walk along some aside people that could be could have been hurting just like we were, mm-hmm. and we can have a story to tell and sh- and share and give hope and encouragement along the way. And but I always
1: just think too, like I I um I don't have, we've never really questioned any of the moves that we've ever made. I mean, there's been a bunch, you know, like different. Mm-hmm. We moved to the mountain from here, and then down to the Pasadena, and then in mm-hmm. and um and I think that I always just try to live in that hundred foot hundred thousand foot perspective of like I can't see what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But I know that he has gone before us. I know that he is working out, you know, the details. Mm-hmm. You know, if we seek versus his kingdom, like he's yeah. gonna things yeah. are gonna work out, right? It's not like not I'm not gonna drive my Porsche nine eleven and I don't have one. I wish <laughs> I did. If anybody wants to give me one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um but yeah, but like just I don't know, just that, that hundred thousand foot perspective going, knowing that when he when we sense that he's moving us or calling us to do something, that we're obedient to it, because we can't see what he's doing in the midst of it, but I know that he's working.
0: So so from that high view, mm-hmm. and you know we say sometimes we don't know why things happen in our lives, and we don't know why we have to go through this trial. Uh, have you guys seen some of the reasons? You've gone through so much. Have you seen, like, I had to go through that to get here? Or now we understand why we had to go through that. Have you experienced some of that?
1: I think so. Yeah, I mean. Um, I would have to say,
2: that? too, that um, we, we, never, we do life with people. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, we love people and we do life with people. And because that, we didn't stay isolated. It would be easy with all the things that happened to us to just isolate ourselves. But instead, we um, allowed people in to be a part of the joys, the pains, the, the all of it. And I think that helped us to um, get through it. Because when people saw a struggle, they... They helped us. They said, hey, I see you guys. They didn't allow us to go down the dark path. So I would say if someone's listening and you're going through a dark path, don't do it alone. You don't have to. You, th- you think you do. You think you have to bear it yourself. Mm-hmm. But there's people that love you and want to encourage you. And even for you to be able to speak it out loud into the, into the universe helps yeah. so much. Like mm-hmm. to be able to say, hey, I'm struggling. It's unfair and I hate this. Mm-hmm. Are, are you going to hate me now? Are you not going to talk to me ever again? No, I'm going to walk with you, mm-hmm. having companion. So I think 21 years w- knowing that I could be that real and honest and <sighs> straightforward of how I'm thinking is helping me. Has helped us in our faith mm-hmm. and allowed people in to do that too.
1: Well, And I totally went ADD and forgot your question. <laughs> what was the? Uh, said, the the, what, so the question
0: was. Uh, sometimes we say we'll never know why we go through different things in life until we we're stand in front of God. Have you guys, um, have you witnessed some of that? Like We have to go through this in order for that. And one thing like comes to mind as I think about it, Mo said something was Maddie's story. She's a miracle and you get mm-hmm. to share that with people. Mm-hmm. But what are some other ways you, you have, you know, you've seen like we have to go through this in order, you know, for this to happen? I think I, I
1: mean I think that like I mean I think that us sharing our story and obviously this being you know played people are going to listen to it and be able yeah. to connect with it at some point right like that's the hope and so I've I don't I don't have like a specific I'm sure she probably does but I like to say I know that when when we went through the car accident um or when she went through the car accident uh that you know, I Facebook had just basically launched and I had just put, put it out there like, hey, just want to let you know this is what's going on. Please pray for us. And what it was, what, ha- what was interesting is we started getting like word back from people that like didn't even know who friends would tell us that they were sharing it on their feeds and finding out that there was couples that were like in the midst of divorce that basically committed to start praying for us and through them in the midst of that ended up like Their marriage ended up being saved and it's not because of like the car accident right but i think it's just because god used this to have them pray together which then somehow worked out for them Mm -hmm. to work on their marriage in some specific way and so it was one of those deals where it was like yeah maybe we didn't need to go through the car accident for that but but you can kind of just see in the midst of that just different things that happen you're like okay and then i know that for me also the world's so small I, i feel like i'm connected to so many people that I will like talk to you and then be, you know, in Cabo on vacation. Yeah, I mean, just like just weird stuff where I'll meet somebody else and like somehow they're connected to you. And it's just this like, but in, in different circles. And so like, it's just this big, huge thing through the past, you know, 20, 30 years where I've just went, God, I have no idea what you're doing. But for whatever reason, you keep being bringing these random people in my life that are all somehow connected in different ways. And I don't know what you're doing, but I know that you're going to do something with that. Mm-hmm. That's that makes sense.
2: And yeah. even, like, just recently with my cancer, like, you be, being able to share my story, I wasn't necessarily, like, Facebook publicing, sharing everything, but one-on-one having conversations, and I think that helped others. Like, the, the um, cancer group that I was about only had 80 people when I started. Now has over 300 people, a part of it. And we're helping each other in this journey of cancer. I'm a survivor. Thank you right now, yeah, breast cancer. God, yeah. but, but then I was able to help someone from our church be able to navigate that. And we were able to, um, uh, I think that in my, tr- and, and I said, I think even when we um, got the news that, all right, um, it's cancerous, we have to take some action. Um, you and I looked at each other and said, you know what, we lived a good life.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And if this is gonna help someone get closer to, to Jesus, then, then we'll do it. We'll do it. We he did it for us. We'll do it for (laughs) for others. And Mm so, being able to take the hard parts of our lives and the trauma, traumatic stuff that's happened, and turn it around to help another person is worth it.
1: And but it's not easy. It's not easy. That that's this this you know past few years with COVID and then her cancer. Like that's been the hardest thing that I've ever gone through. Like Mm -hmm. yeah. And so just kind of still working through all that stuff, but not. You know, just struggling, but at the same time, mm-hmm. believing God's who he is and yeah. that he's working working out the details. But it's not easy. And so it's just not, mm-hmm. you know, not not kind of like, oh, yeah, all these stories are perfect and they end, yeah. per-, you yeah. know.
0: No, it does lots annoy. of counseling. There's yeah. been a lot of counseling going on. Well, thanks for being transparent because yeah. a lot of marriage don't survive. What, what is that? Something like cancer or financial, you know, anything financial. Marriages don't survive that. And you've gone 21 years, gone through so many things and you guys have survived because did you at one point said like this is it we're gonna stand strong on our cornerstone on jesus and that's where that's our solid ground and our solid rock right we build our home on a rock not Mm -hmm. a sand Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah we we for sure survived i mean we didn't think we were gonna make it the first month
0: oh my (laughs) god Oh my, he, this guy. was he not
2: immature? I, I can see him. <laughs> oh, I mean, kidding. he's the fun one, you guys. Can't you tell? He's the fun. He brings the joy. He brings the fun. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Our first fight, he thought we were going to get a divorce.
1: She like he, locked herself in the bedroom.
2: <laughs> and
1: over. Yeah, like, she like locked herself in the bedroom. And I was like, okay, well, I guess this is it. And, and she's the, like, what?
2: I was like, and I like, made a covenant between God, our family, and friends over a shower curtain we're not this is not i'm like
1: well you you're not even opening (laughs) the door so i just want to let you guys know if you are just like (laughs) brand newly married and you're through the and you're like literally in the midst of like the first year and you're going i make the biggest mistake of my life um that's completely normal at least for everybody that i talk to and so you guys should definitely just know that other people are lying to you and Mm -hmm. the struggle is real
0: take note travis
1: I'm taking so many notes back here. Travi, Travi,
0: Travi.
2: It's okay. And the thing Uh, I think we learn too is that mm -hmm. we can do hard things. Yeah. yeah. And even though I, you know, the two lives come together with sober, I'm like, culturally, we're totally different. Yeah. yeah. You know, all these different blended families, it's just different. And so we just learn to say, all right, we're going to just accept each other who we are and love each other where we're at, and to create something new together. Mm -hmm. And that has been fun.
0: So where are you guys now? And you don't have to share if you're not comfortable, but are you going through a midst of trial now? Because it seems like it's ongoing. Where are you at now?
1: Um, Well, I think that for me, that I'm still trying to, just in a weird season, like, you know, just trying to figure, figure out, you know, through COVID, I was, you know, had a campus over in Henderson we had to shut that down in a new role and her getting the can you know getting cancer we just bought a house and so there's just been like so much change Maddie was getting you know graduating and trying to figure out like financially how do you get that so there's just so much all at once that's a lot of pressure for me to try to like it just it is right and so just so um so yeah so I'm just trying to and you know I'm in the midst of you know like okay God like Right now, it's weird. How do you Mm -hmm. help me figure this out? And where are you at right now?
0: Processing it all through and and making sense of it. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Mom? You know what? I'm in a space right now
2: where um, I did a lot of hard work. I went through this trauma counseling and trauma reboot um, course. And um, I really feel like with that work, I just need to be still. And Mm -hmm. so that has been good. Um, Learning that, yeah, I have... Emotions and feelings, and that's okay, and I can share that. But it doesn't have to determine where, how I'm actually going to respond and and do. Yeah. And I think even in this myth, in this time right now, in this space, God is just telling me to, you know, other people are going to rise up and take over some things. It's okay. You can be still, and so. Right now, today, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually really Hi. good. I have my um, therapy dog Shadow that I that's always by <laughs> my side. Yeah. So okay. I, I, I've got the tools that are keeping me afloat, and yeah. and um, and that's it. Like being honest and real, and and keeping and vulnerable with people around me, mm-hmm. and not walking in a place where I feel like I have the eggshells. Yeah, because um, I don't want to be hurt or hurt others but really just saying, hey, today's not good. I, I, I'm having a hard, I'm struggling. Everyone that knows, hey, give Mo some time. Yeah. But hey, I'm having a good time. I'm I'm good, let's go. And
0: he's like, let's go to Cabo. Let's do it. He's- I just love that, moment. with all the words you've been saying, I'm, I'm focusing on your story, but the words that are popping in my head that I love you guys are honest you're vulnerable you're open you're not afraid to ask for help and you're not afraid to share your faith and put it out there like this mm-hmm. is what god is doing in our lives so i am so blessed like you are being like that on this podcast because sometimes we think this christian life is a perfect thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: right and we expect people okay, you're christian you need to be perfect and we're so far from it right tell us a little bit about that
1: Oh my yeah, God. I always just tell people <laughs> we're talking. about <laughs> We're to, so
2: far from it, guys.
1: Yes. No, no, but I no, let you know. Yeah, I just I just think uh, I just I'm I'm just a Christian who's just a messed up person. Right? right. Like just like anybody else. I just happen to believe in Jesus. And so um, I mean, when you boil it down to it, like I'm I'm a I am a I'm a mess in progress. <laughs>
0: That's right. We all are. We all are. Let's see. I'm the biggest mess here, <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> trying to navigate this life with other Christians, right. and people.
2: Yeah, I don't know who told us that. Like, once you became, once you, you know, say the magic prayer, that everything's going to be perfect, rainbows and unicorns. Yeah. I don't know who said that. Like, truly, um, or that expectation was just put not out what you there. read in scripture. It's not what you read in scripture. There was there mm. no, it wasn't rainbows and unicorns in the scripture at all. But um, maybe that's just what we hoped for or what we wanted. I don't know. But as you, I think as you continue to go through this life and you do hard things, gosh, the strength comes from somewhere, from Jesus. But, you know, the strength, and then you're able to go through it in a way that you count it as joy. I didn't, every time I read that scripture, I was like, count every trial as joy? Heck no, (laughs) I I don't want any trial. Like, how do, where's the scripture that teaches you how to, like, get around the trial. No, it's you gotta go through the trial in order to, you know, persevere through stuff, to to Mm -hmm. learn obedience, to grow in your faith and ultimately trust, learn how to trust, not just um others around. Because everyone's gonna, you know, fail you. I don't know how many times I looked at this guy and said, Gosh,
1: what is that? (laughs) What does that mean?
2: Like did you realize I have he's to not- choose to love this person, even though his clothes are all over the floor? I
1: have calendar <laughs> reminders in my phone that just say, hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. Wait, are you not perfect? I, I just thought you guys, you guys are so perfect. Yeah, we're, we're,
1: we're so perfect.
0: <laughs> so perfect.
1: I love right you, there. right?
0: Oh my gosh. I remember
2: when someone, I was like trying to help this other couple that's just getting married. And I was like, this is the real life of how to deal with marriage. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it's going to be difficult. I just want to let you know. And um, they looked at me just, but I love him <laughs> and okay. I love her. And I go, you don't think I love this guy? <laughs> I do, but I think we just have a different perception of what love is. Yeah. And we have learned in this 21 years. That God's in the details; He hasn't left us. We persevere through it all, and right. um, as we stay honest and real, and um, not pretend, be ourselves. That it's okay, and um, and we just walk it together. Like it's so much better together than, you know, to, you know, not being together. I think I don't want to start, <laughs> Sally. I don't want to try to do this over again. <laughs> I don't want. No,
0: I don't want to go back to Mexico by my (laughs) guide. Well, Mo, that was a perfect takeaway. Aaron, what's your takeaway today? What's the takeaway for our audience?
1: I think mine is um, in the midst of you know, I don't know what you guys are going through, um, but the reality in the business that I'm in, call not a business, it's a church, but some people call it a business. But I think that the reality is that I deal with people all the time, and. I can tell you that 100% of the people that I deal with all have stuff that they're going through. Mm-hmm. And so anybody that's watching this, um, you guys are going through stuff, and that's the reality. So whether it's financial or relationships or cancer or whatever it is, some, you're going through something. And uh, whether you're sharing it with somebody, I know that you're going through it. And, um, and so what I, for me, it's just reminding myself um, the experience that I had in Mexico, which was I was walking away from God saying... I don't think that you're real. Yeah. And then praying, God, show me that you're real. And uh, when I didn't think that He would, He showed up, and it was again, a, you know, a miracle. Mathematically, how you know how it came together—it's just impossible for that to happen. And so it was one of those things that that gives me the faith to go, okay, God, like even when I can't see You're working, and and so whenever I'm going through hard stuff um i go back to those moments or i go back to the you know when Maddie's being wheeled off and just saying no matter what i'm going to follow you because you've been faithful to me mm-hmm. so
0: i love that and and i think my my takeaway is today um allow people to be there for you no matter what you're going through i sometimes tend to just pull in and not have people there just allow people to be there for you be open be vulnerable and allow them to help you. There's no shame in that. There's mm-hmm. actually strength in that. I really want to thank you guys for being on the mm-hmm. show today. Uh, you have strengthened my faith. Uh, mm. Your transparency and and just being vulnerable is just amazing. Um, I hope you plan to do this more because it's very inspiring. Yeah, no, it's very inspiring.
1: We, this well, this so, is the first time. Yeah, that we for so. in 20 years that we've publicly. Like we've always known that we're gonna start sharing our story at some point, probably similar yeah. to this, but like so you're you're our first person to allow honored. us to be on your, I'm honored so that, that you, you
0: chose my podcast to be <laughs> be first on my podcast. And um, if you're listening to this, I hope that it inspires you. Thank you, Erin and Mo, for being on the podcast today. And I um, want to thank Sticky Paw Studios and Travis.
1: Ravi. Thank, and Travis. You. thank you. And
0: um, uh, thank our listeners. If you like our podcast, please rate, review, and share with your friends. <laughs>